0: Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises. I'm here for this week's Five Minutes with Discussion. This week, I'm speaking to Ian Aaron, and he is the CEO of Ubiqua. Good afternoon, Ian. How are you?
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. So, you guys are into the smart stuff, smart cities and, and things like that. Um, Let's hone in on one aspect of that because that's a pretty broad topic. Let's talk about smart lighting. Um, Explain to me where we are today with smart lighting and then where you think we'll be in in a few years. What are the advances that are taking place?
1: Well, I like to tell people that we draft behind the LED conversion. So just the fact of putting in, uh, converting from a high pressure sodium light uh, to an LED light can save anywhere from 40 to 60% in energy costs. And it's just that a 120 watt light is um, on LED is as efficient as a 200 or 240 watt light in high pressure sodium. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a, you know, a lot of desire by the cities because of the cost savings. If you're paying $0.10 a kilowatt hour and you're cutting your wattage in half, you're cutting your overall cost in half. So that is one of the drivers of smart lighting. Once uh, an LED uh, street light goes in, then there's a whole uh, opportunity to provide some advanced services depending on what uh, devices is, is plugged into that light. Um, I also wanted to just mention, you know, if you look in the U.S., you probably have about 15% of the lights that are actually converted already. So it's a it's a very big business and opportunity right now. And in markets like Latin America, where, you know, instead of $0.08 a kilowatt hour, it's $0.24 a kilowatt hour, things like converting to LED are even more important. So I, I just wanted to give you some foundation of both the opportunity and why uh, there's so much activity around it. Yeah, uh, that's the great. Socket, the actual socket that's on top of that street light, um, I'd like to say between street lights and roadway, there's about 360 million lights globally that have that socket that's been around for over 50 years and traditionally has housed the photocell, which is just an electromechanical device to turn the lights on and off Depending on where the sun uh, the position of the sun is, so that you know we have looked at how you leverage that socket to provide a suite of um, services uh, for cities, and um, that's actually where we
0: start okay, so let's move up one level um. Smart lighting, what can you do besides have lower power lighting? What are some of the advantages if, if I'm on the city planning board and you say you're going to save me X number of, of watts, which translates into dollars, obviously? Are there other advantages as well that people should be looking at besides just the power savings?
1: Absolutely. Well, and the question is really, um, or the, the statement's really, uh, what are the values to the various constituents in the, in the city? On one side, when you take a look at um, the fact that these devi- our devices are uh, true electric meters and you think of a city with 10,000 lights that now has 10,000 meters on the grid, so you're seeing a much more granular data around the quality of power and potentially uh, data sets and trends around, you know, where there might be failures before they even happen. So the value to the utilities are, you know, very high. On, from the standpoint of the cities, you're now getting real-time data around the performance of the lights, or potentially the lights failing. So instead of ha- what typically happens in cities, uh, they have, you know, staff that travels around and they look for everything from day burners lights during the day that are on, to lights at night that aren't working. They have websites where people and phone call numbers so that people call in to say the light is out, and now with uh, you know, these controls and technology, the uh, notifications are instant, uh, and they can go from having to have people call in to actually having a work order generated with the location and the type of light and all the information that a field support person needs to replace it and do it in a much faster and more efficient way. So those are you know basic, uh, but then it goes on beyond that. Um, our products have things like tilt and vibration sensors. So if you're in Florida in the coastal regions, and you have a hurricane like Hurricane Irma, uh, you have the ability to know instantly what poles are down. Uh, what, you can see the movement of the poles and the winds and the storm to see if the foundation of the poles are weakening and where they need to be proactive on maintenance. So you know just very simple things that can plug in top into the top of the street light provide tremendous cost savings and value not only to the city but you know as it relates to things like safety uh for the for the residents and commercial businesses as well
0: very interesting, very, very interesting. We're just about out of time here, but if you could just briefly explain to me what the ubicuous contribution is to this, I'd appreciate it so
1: we make prod- products that leverage that existing streetlight infrastructure, specifically that socket, on top of the light. And we've taken what I talk to you as kind of basic services, and we've done things like we've layered in public Wi-Fi. We're now, just by plugging um, uh, something the size of an upside Dixie cup into the street light, uh, we now can provide broadband services to commercial areas or even like what we're doing in, Las Vegas, potentially disenfranchised areas. Um, we have uh, the ability, because we have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, uh, that we can connect sensors. So we have the ability to quickly connect air quality sensors, edge cameras for doing edge processing, like people counting, traffic counting. Um, and we have other products that leverage that socket for actually extending the LP network and improving it for what we call advanced 4G or even 5G services. So that's our that is our focus. Um, and you know, our our we have two things that we typically say: uh, if you're going to be a smart city, you got to be a connected city. And our products create that what I'll call that connectivity fabric uh, th- by leveraging the streetlights. And then also, if you're going to put something on a streetlight, you better have a roadmap that goes beyond on-off and dimming. So we really look at, you know, over the 10 years that we're going to be on the light, what are cities looking to do and, you know, creating products and an ecosystem of partners that can help uh, cities go from what we call the pilot purgatory to really scaling smart city services.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Ian. I really appreciate your time. That was Ian Aaron. He is the CEO of Ubiqua, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, Ian. Thanks, Rich.
1: Take care.